Dog Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Get your dog off me. Beep, 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 dog. Beep, 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 ow. Beep, 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 On the ground. Beep. Yeah, Cops was a good show. I always rooted for, like, the bad guy to win. Never happens in cops. What was your favorite episode of cops that you can remember? I don't think I ever really watched cops that much. It's like, I couldn't tell you. I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of cops without going. That fucking sucks. Cause even when I was brainwashed into thinking cops were good people, when I would see them doing that kind of stuff, I would remind myself of like getting beat up and they taking my skateboard and I could never justify them doing that to me in my head. So, but I would say, Oh, well, it's just the few bad cops. that are really, it. you know what I mean? Those were bad cops. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when you watch <laughs> Those the show, are the few you're, bad apples. Yeah. When you watch the show, you're like, ah, that feels a little like what they did. To, uh, and then you end up turning it off because you get, Starts to uh, mess with your worldview if you still believe that cops are good. You just turn it off so you don't have to deal with that worldview in your head. <laughs> I had a whole different perspective on that show. Did you? That had less to do with the cops and more to do with the production. Because it's like a very early example of reality TV, right? Yeah. But it's also a really good early example of one of the things that is true of reality TV today in that sometimes things happen and you're not able to capture them. So uh-huh. you have to stage sort of reenactments to get the shots that you need. Right. And I remember seeing some very clearly staged versions of some <laughs> shots on cops right. where like, you know, they're supposed but- to be like waiting to get a call and it's like, yeah. oh, we got a call. We got, and it's like, it was just so obvious because they're not actors. They're cops. Right. Yes. They're enforcers for the state. I got you. They're not actors. Enforcers. Right. Well, because at least with actors, the next wave of reality TV, your Jersey Shore into like real housewives. Mm-hmm. These are people who are so attuned to the attention that they're getting that they tend to be right. not great actors, but at least good about entertainers. Right. Being you've entertaining. Got, you've got riffraff. I mean, I went to his concert. <laughs> I couldn't name you a riffraff song. I went to the show. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Where was that? In Columbia, like South a, Carolina. Like, was it the, at a strip club? It's one of the no, a it's proper a, venue. It's a proper venue. It was one of the four dates me and my wife ever went on. 
Yeah. Riff Raff Show. As husband and wife, I think we only went on like four dates our entire marriage. And then nine years we were together. I mean, that's the that's the trope, right? Is that once you uh once you lock in the old ball and chain that the romance is gone? I didn't think so. I thought we were just like I thought it was like a date any time that we sat down and were sweet to each other at dinner or something. But I later found out that that wasn't a date. It was a date in that there was a day on the calendar that had passed. <laughs> yeah. Cause like all I wanted to do was be with my whole family. Cause I'm always gone for work. Well, she's always not gone for work. So like, I think that was a little bit of that issue. So she would think of a date being away from the kids. Whereas my idea of a perfect date would be like her and the kids together with me. You know what I mean? Well, and for these three bachelorettes that I've assembled here, what would be your example of a, what would be your ideal perfect date now? Um, yeah, there's no such thing. <laughs> You're not going to pull it off, ladies. <laughs> I promise you that. Even if it's all three of them? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not going to do it. Can they can they speak? Do they think that they're original? Do you? Do I think they're original? No. <laughs> <laughs> Phone lines are open. Call 1-800-FEMINIST. <laughs> A little jaded at the moment. I've been on a couple of these so-called dates and somebody who listens to Leonard Skinner think they have a uh, unique taste in music. <laughs> it's just like, shut the fuck up. You're like, you're like the Rolling Stones and Leonard Skinner. <laughs> it's not fucking unique. Okay. Now I know various rightoids will fault me for referencing Wikipedia. Because okay. it's full of bullshit, all of all of my leftism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, I think we can all agree that they're fairly accurate on things that are somewhat apolitical, such as I don't know the Leonard Skinner discography page. Okay, and that page tells me that Leonard Skinner has sold twenty-eight million records. Okay, and how long has it been since? Records were sold because <laughs> I'm sure they've sold a lot of MP3s since then. <laughs> the great thing about that is that that number mm-hmm. is only since '91 when SoundScan happened. Mm-hmm. So the first 17 years of that band's existence were not included in that number. <laughs> okay, so. Just going back to my music taste is unique, which because I listen to Leonard Skinnerd, right, or Rolling Stones, or um, I'm just <laughs> you could say I like good music, and I can say that because a lot of people agree with me, and I would be like, all right, that's fair, you know, sure. And the market decides, whatever, right? But unique, (laughs) 
would not be a descriptive term for that kind of musical taste, in my opinion. Are you sure she wasn't just saying that she was unique, even though her music taste isn't? Oh, no, I was there. I was there. (laughs) I heard I fucking heard it. She also thinks that narcs are heroes. So that was the end of that date. But yeah. Oh. But let's get to I mean, this is a perfect segue. Narcs are heroes. Cops. So we're gonna do a little bit of a dive into the global warming phenomenon and what is going to be the next or gearing up to be a global pandemic in uh, some corners of government. And um, I'd like to look into some of the government programs that contribute to global warming in the sense that they say global warming exists. So it doesn't mean that you have to believe that these things actually cause global warming. We're saying that these are the things that they say cause global warming. And we're going to point out some of the regulatory hypocrisy involved. So an easy one. And I think one that we enjoyed talking about earlier today, uh, when it was just me and you and a couple of the, uh, paying listeners was, um, we were talking about, uh, cops and their, uh, and their roadblocks or checkpoints they do like border patrol or or DUI or even just uh, uh, citizenship checkpoints that they'll randomly put up and how it'll just bring every vehicle to a stop sitting there idling and I, I think even for law abiding citizens who feel uh-huh. like they're not, you know, interacting with police ever because they're doing but, what's right, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like yeah. these are even those folks can not only acknowledge, but have probably seen this type of stop, maybe been through one. Yeah. They've and, been stopped for a produce stop, a produce check once. Like a oh, random California. Pro- yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah. I've, I've definitely just, been yeah. produce checked in California. But, I think it, it might have been. I was in the desert. I remember that. But anybody who's been through this, whether it be, like you say, a DUI checkpoint, you know, it's on a holiday, mm-hmm. as they do, or customs, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's very rarely like a scooter with one cop. Like on their end, they have... Mm-hmm. Tons of vehicles running. 15 cars, all idling. With their, with their lights, just a flash, causing epileptic seizures like a motherfucker. So never mind the economic cost there. Uh-huh. That's obviously where we would go. But let's say all of that well, it's, tax is valid. All right. All well, that government spend is valid. Let's, let's not forget that, aside. that the vehicles are getting bigger. In fact... The other day, uh, or when I say the other day, I mean actually this morning, I passed a, uh, everybody knows I live in Georgia. I passed a Cherokee County uh, patrol unit in a suburban, suburban 
So you're talking about a vehicle that's damn near a hundred thousand dollars without the fucking lights on it. You know what I mean? Like without all the shit in it. And and that's where we start. <laughs> but isn't that bringing jobs back to America? Well, it, it, I mean, I guess it could have been if the Suburban was made in America or the parts that built it were made in America. You're telling me that it's not just the logo? No, there's a Chevy headquarters that's in America where corporate people sit in an office and talk about Chevy stuff and then bribe politicians. So, so there's that. <laughs> there's one of those. But no, Chevy Suburban is not made in America. Most of the parts are actually made in Mexico. Believe it, 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 believe it or not, most of the parts are made in the same plant that makes the parts for the F-150. It's not even a fucking Chevy product, you know? I'm sure Calvin is so confused as to where he should be pissing. Yeah, yeah. And that, he's just fountaining it on his face like one of those uh, sick pornos or whatever. Weirdo pornos, I should call them. So at these stops. <laughs> just going to gloss over the weird porno. Gotcha. <laughs> We've got like 15 Suburbans. Right. And they used to be smaller vehicles. And never mind that we're paying for that, but they're idling. Okay. And just running through gas. Right. There's there's four dogs inside of four of them. And then, like you say, Mm -hmm. the line of citizens Mm -hmm. who are stopped, again, we go to economics a lot. Never mind the real impact to productivity and efficiency and time lost of all these people. Never mind that. Correct. Let's just say the environmental impact that is supposed to be happening here with all of these other cars that are idling. They're idling. Hundreds. Uh, hundreds of cars. Their air conditioning or heater units are going. Yeah. The whole time. You're charging cell phones off battery, off of gasoline power. So you have a gasoline powered cell phone that's talking to somebody right now. <laughs> I mean, let's not let's not sugarcoat it. You're charging it off of gasoline power. That's a gasoline powered cell phone. You might as well crank that motherfucker. In fact, if you cranked it, it would be direct power, which would be more efficient. So you're actually losing power by converting it you know, down to your cell phone power. There's a blockage in that efficiency. So for those of us who watched Captain Planet and our eco warriors, let's say we have no AC on, we're not charging our cell phone with fossils. Okay. You're just sitting there? Just idling. In your what? In my Prius? Prius. Okay. So you're Tesla. charging Oh, oh, even better. So you're not really fucking up too much, honestly. You're, if you're listening to the radio, you know, you've got to charge all that battery power back. Uh, But the big downfall of that is you have X amount of charges per cell. It's allowed that, that will, the cells will accept. They just won't go any further. Um, you're using one of those. And yes, 
coals burnt to to recharge it, and that's bad and whatnot. But really, the problem is when that cell goes bad, that is contaminated lithium that's got to be disposed of, right? And then there has to be mined lithium and cobalts and things like that. And the the damage to Mother Earth and our environment in that process is very significant. <laughs> in fact, uh, to break even with a fossil car uh, in that kind of damage, when they just factor in like the battery and the what takes to make the battery and all that. And they don't, they're not factoring in like the other parts of creating the car, right? That car has to run 10 years to break even with a fossil fuel burning car to, um, you know, for the impact on the environment. So (laughs) that's why I only buy 11 year old electric vehicles so that I know that they've already got their good out. Right. Now they've already done good for the environment. Yeah. Perfect. So we have tens of thousands of these across the country, but uh, hundreds, only, maybe thousands of cars. But I only buy 10-year-old gas-burning cars. So technically, shouldn't you have to drive yours another 10 years? Oh, damn. To counteract my buying a gasoline-powered used car? I suppose I have to outlive you. Yeah, that shouldn't be hard. You should be, you'll be all right. <laughs> now that you say it that way, you'll be fine. I get you. Okay, so now we've got tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of these stops across the country. It happens. With hundreds, thousands even of cars, depending. Commercial trucks, whatnot, which definitely burn a lot of diesel. Getting back up to speed. And we talk a lot about the militarization of our police, but you know who's even more militarized than our police? The military? Yep. Oh, man. Knew it. Nailed it. So, um, fun fact about the U.S. military, they're the number one pollutant in the world. Uh, Did you know that by the 50s, we have blown up 600 nuclear bombs on purpose, testing them, spreading nuclear dust and waste throughout the atmosphere? By the 50s, I haven't even looked into, like, beyond that. But, like, I did the little chart that got me to the 50s, and I stopped because there was over 600, that the United States had blown up. <laughs> that chart showed the ones other countries had blown up too. But holy fuck. And they were all, like, so most of them were in Nevada. And I'm thinking about, like, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the government, like, oh, it's fine, you know, we're good. But they don't contain shit. It's, the, there's nuclear dust and particles going everywhere into Mexico and causing cancers there and shit like that. And they're like, nope, what does? Definitely not from our shit. Our shit was contained. And they didn't do anything to contain it. They just said it. Said they did. You know? Absolutely. They didn't do shit. Like, you're not going to 
you'd have to prove it to me that they tried. <laughs> yeah, I don't even believe that they've tried. That's what our U.S. military does. <laughs> well, and I think that's the place to start. Okay. Because. Oh, you're talking about stop, start, stop in pollution? Let's stop blowing up nuclear bombs. Let's stop invading other countries. Let's not let's just blow say it. Any let's bombs. just not blow up children for, you know, a week and see what kind of pollution that stops. Not, not because we want to save children. Well, because we've we've been using that message, and clearly no one's it listening. It doesn't fucking work. Because but could you imagine the 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 pol- the carbon credits that you would save by not blowing up the children? Astronomical amounts of carbon credits. I mean, talk about footprints. Not only would you have less carbon footprints, but you would have more little cute human footprints and less carbon footprints. That'd be cool if we could have more human, cute, little kid, innocent, amazing, the best thing that a human can do, footprints, and then less of the carbon ones at the same time. I mean, the trade-off is just insanely good. So depending on when you're listening to this, this will probably still be going on, but what they're currently calling the Israel Hamas conflict, which I feel like I could do a whole other episode on in the fact that you're trying to say it's a nation versus a terrorist organization, right? as opposed to it being two land grabs with some Iranian interests of oil included. Yeah, prison gang against a national government, something like that. That's what I mean. That would be the actual conflict, but everybody dying is just innocent people. But that just (laughs) calling it that alone just drives me bananas. Bananas. B a n a n a s. The shit is bananas. But Quinn Stefani, like we've seen with people falling right into lockstep with Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah. We see people falling right into lockstep again here with Israel and or Palestine. Israel. Get it right, Nazi. 